B-O-B Bob Two B's, just one O It's the Bumpkin Bob Show Bob, Bob Good old Bumpkin Bob Crank it up and here we go It's the Bumpkin Bob Show Now you won't see him dressed up In a suit and tie The fact is he's rough as a cob But if you want somebody To tell it like it is He's the man for the job We're talking Bob, Bob, B-O-B, Bob Two B's, just one O It's the Bumpkin Bob Show Bob, Bob, good old Bumpkin Bob Crank it up and here we go It's the Bumpkin Bob Show From Siloam Springs, Arkansas It's the Bumpkin Bob Show Hey y'all, it's Bumpkin Bob coming to you from the Bumpkin Media Studios here in beautiful Siloam Springs, Arkansas on a cloudy Sunday afternoon just like we do every week here on our podcast. Remember, these podcasts can be heard anywhere that you can hear a podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Uh, Man, our handle at everything is at Bumpkin Bob Show. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, the whole works, and don't forget to go to Facebook and join the Bumpkin Army. Hey, had a little interesting picture got sent to me this week, and uh, thought we'd talk a little bit about that. It was a, the picture was of a single wide trailer, and all y'all that watch our show and listen to the podcast know what I've talked about before. Basically lived in trailers my whole life, just about, until probably the last 20 years when I bought an actual house. But uh, this single wide trailer was sitting on a hillside and I bet like on one end it probably had three feet high blocks set up to block it up. But on the other end it was probably 10 or 12 foot high in the air. So when I got the picture, first thing I did was send a response back that said, if that'd been my dad, he would have put a basement under that motherfucker. Pardon my French. But the reason I said that, and you know what I kind of got questioned about it, is probably, I'm trying to think what year this would have been, uh, probably 81, something like that, 80, 81, 82. In that time frame, my mom and dad bought a new double-wide trailer. And to my, the best of my recollection, this thing was probably 24 foot wide by probably, I don't know, it might have been 60 foot long, but I'm not sure if it was actually that long or not. But there at mom and dad's place, he had a, they had a hill that rolled down that probably had nine, maybe nine foot elevation change from the top of the hill to the bottom. It may have been a little more than that. may have been 12 foot. I'm trying to remember because I ended up building some some flower beds and I can't remember exactly how many I did and how far they were, how how tall they were. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. But my dad got the bright idea and brought home the backhoe he dug this hillside out 
and built a wall. And there's one of my cousins, one of my Parks cousins, that can actually attest to this because he helped build that block wall. Uh, him, me, my dad, both my brother-in-laws at the time. But the block wall would have been what ended up becoming the back wall of the basement. And what he did was, when they got there with that double wide, they unblocked the old one and took it out. And it actually sat at the very bottom of the hill. And he had them stick the back 24 feet of that trailer out over that block wall and then block it up there. And then what he did was he came back and hired a mason or a mason contractor and they came in and laid block and did the rest of the walls under the basement. So they finished out three walls of the basement. They put a door and some windows in it. And then they, they basically underpinned that whole trailer with block. It wasn't an actual permanent foundation, but it was underpinned with block. And then they built, man, to the best of my recollection, that thing was maybe a 10 by 12 on the front of it for a porch. And then we came back, me and my dad and brother-in-laws, filled that porch with gravel or the blocks that were gonna be what became the front porch and then poured a four inch slab on top of it to build the front porch on the trailer. And now here's where it really, I mean, I y'all are thinking, boy, that's redneck as hell. Here's where it really gets redneck. Number one, floor of the basement never got finished. He never poured a floor in it. And he probably moved out of that and my mom passed away in 91. He got remarried in 92 or 93 and moved to North Little Rock and sold that place. So at least up until the early 90s, there wasn't a floor. Now that trailer is still there. Whether they've poured a floor in the basement or not, I don't know. But anyway, back to what I was going to say. Here's where it really gets rednecky. He took and brought cross arms home. And for those of you who don't know what a cross arm is, that is basically the, it's like a, can be different sizes, a four by four, four by six, uh, six by six, depending on the span, but it's basically a timber that is, forms the cross of a, of a power pole or tell, everybody refers to them as telephone poles, but that timber that, that, goes perpendicular to the pole is the cross arm where your conductors are actually hanging. Well, he brought a bunch of those home that were used from where they changed them out and he, he kept the ones that were decent and he actually built a back porch on that trailer that was, oh man, that thing had to have been 12 foot wide by probably 24 feet long, something like that, and then a big long set of staircases that went down on the far end of the trailer and and ended right at the bottom, or ended at the bottom, that's real bright, Bob. They Where they ended is about where the door of the basement was at. So that basement, and that door, it was like a just a steel security type door, like a, 
What am I thinking? Just a steel door like you'd put in the front of a house. There's no big deal. Uh, I have looked. My sister actually sent me a picture of that thing, but the new owners or the next owners had already bought it where this picture was taken, and they put an above-ground pool in the front yard, which is where the driveway used to be, so you can't really see the trailer, the basement part, because of the angle it was taking. You see the trailer, but you can't tell that it's got a 24 by 24 basement underneath it. And I I would be willing to bet, I don't know, it's first trailer I ever saw that had a basement underneath it. Maybe there's other people out there that have seen them and could tell me more. First one I ever saw. Anyway, trying to find a picture of that. If we find one, maybe we can post that on the Bumpkin Bob show or on our webpage, bumpkinbob.com, because I just think that'd be hilarious. And I've still got family that lives in the area, some nephews and nieces and Maybe I can con one of them into driving over there and taking us a picture of that place. See what it looks like now. Hell, I'm supposed to be in Little Rock sometime. I might just drive out there and take a freaking picture of it to get posted on there. I think it'd be pretty cool. That way, everybody could see that Bumpkin Bob really did live in a trailer that had a basement underneath it. Uh, I got a job site tale, sort of. Y'all are going to be like, sort of. It's like, well, it happened on the job, but it's not funny. And this is just something I wanted to get off my chest because this is this is like a normal thing. And it, it's part of the reason why I don't like doing service work or doing like adding things in an office. And we may go over on the podcast a little bit trying to tell all this. We'll just see. Uh. We're doing a little job. Boss went down and looked at it. And it actually came from another electrician who who called us and said, hey, I don't have time to take care of these people. You think you could fit them in? So my boss went down and looked at it. And, and now I'm thinking that maybe he just didn't want to deal with them. But they, uh, they taught and we're adding power receptacles, basically a... You electricians will know what I'm talking about. A quadriceptacle for all these desks. And and they brought us in after the remodel's been done. So they've got this big open area with no walls. They're not putting in cubicles. Everybody's just going to have these desks. And there's going to be like six desks that are, that are back to back. So three on each side. And they want power in the floor between these desks. So we finally decided, talking with the people or the boss did, because we were told on the front end, because we're going to have electricians out there, gonna, why didn't you just put power poles in, like for every two desks? Well, they didn't want power poles. They thought they looked ugly. They wanted some type of floor system. So we went to wire mold, which some of the construction people are going to be familiar with that, and bought a system that basically will take a pipe down the wall to a junction box, then it'll be surface mounted like for 18 inches down the bottom of the wall, 
It'll turn a 90 and this stuff is all made to fit properly. Run across the floor and then this trough will run in between these six desks. And we're going to do that in about four or five spots. We're going to pull a circuit to each desk. Well, we had a guy over there working Saturday morning because he needed some hours, so we're trying to hook him up on a few hours and because he, he'd missed a day this week. So he went over there Saturday and was working and trying to pre-prep the desk. Basically, he was mounting the quad and a whip to go to this track system or wiring system that we're going to put in. Well, some people came over and he called me and he said, man, we got a problem. I'm like, what's the problem? He said... These people are in here, and it's not the guy that our boss first talked to. It's the people that are actually going to be in there. They're moving desks around, and he said he's tried to tell them that you can't do that. The way this system's set up, you know, y'all's boss or, or y'all's spokesperson, whatever you want to call him, had made a call, and this is the way we were going to do it. Well, they got all pissy about that. And then they started in, why aren't we just doing power poles? And then we could put them wherever we want. Y'all could just run conduit to them. And it's like, well, we were told y'all didn't want power poles. And these people are going, no, your boss didn't want to put power poles in. So I, I told my guy, I said, just, just do what you're going to do. And, and our boss will just have to talk to them Monday. Because all this stuff's already been ordered and we can't change it. We're in the midstream now, and these people are just wanting to change shit because everybody wants to put their two cents worth in. And that's that's the problem I have with doing service work in commercial like atmospheres. People just think, you know, you can magically put electricity any place. And, and when they actually see what kind of work you have to do to get that in and the price it's going to cost because of the labor cost infected, infected, whatever you want to say, they, they get all bent out of shape. And it's like, you know, I, I can't put it in for free. We're here to make a living too. And if this is what y'all want, it's what you have to take. And I got to thinking about it and... You know, commercial guys are real bad about they price the job for what it's going to be, and you either take it or leave it. So usually, seems like to me, on commercial work like this, where you're retrofitting something, you know, they're like, they won't come back on you and say, it's going to take more money. And I got to thinking, and I thought, you know, I think, I feel like, and, and this is like going to be like a public service announcement for everybody, when you have something done residential, you know, you have a plumber come in or an electrician come in or a sheetrocker or a carpenter to change out cabinets and they give you a price and then the price starts going up as the job gets into it and you get all bent out of shape and it's like I got to thinking today, well, you know, it's probably developed over the last 50 years with residential shit, the contractors or subcontractors have figured out that if you come in 
and like some person wants all their kitchen cabinets redone and you actually give them that price on the front end, you know, and you take in all the, everything that can go wrong into consideration, they freak out and they're like, oh my God, we're not going to do that. But if you go in and you price it low and then you start kind of bumping it up on them to where it's really supposed to be, they kind of take that a little easier. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just wondering out loud if that's the way things work. Because I'm telling you people, it, it gets ridiculous when you go in these places and they want all this work done, but then they don't want you to charge them nothing for it. And it's like, well, I could have done that cheaper. No, you couldn't have. You know, and, and if you did, it's because you're cutting corners and not doing stuff safe the way it should be done. Anyway, I just wanted to get that kind of off my chest. It's something that happened actually this week, and it just brings that back up. I mean, I, I like doing commercial jobs where, you know, you bid it on the front end, you get it, you go in, do it, and you walk out. I... I've never, never, never been a proponent of service work. I hate it. And I especially hate residential service work. It's like, I don't want to deal with the happy homeowner. You know, I, and people, that's something else. And I'll, I'll shut up, but I got to get this off my chest. It's like when you go into these offices, they make you feel like you're intruding on them. It's like, look, motherfucker, you called me and wanted these plugs added, or you wanted this done, or you wanted these lights changed out, you have to give me the time and the access to offices to do that. You know? Anyway, that's just me blowing off a little steam. We've went over a little bit on our podcast this week, which is all right. I'm going to leave you with one final thought, and if we don't talk about this in depth on our 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 recorded video show we'll do it on another podcast but had my taxes done this weekend and got to thinking and i'm gonna leave y'all with this question how do people get back more on their refund than what they paid in i'm gonna leave that with y'all this week to answer if you got an answer for me email us on our facebook page or at our email addresses, which are available everywhere. So until next Sunday, we're out of here. Hey y'all, it's Bumpkin Bob here. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll enjoy our monthly episode even more, uploaded first on bumpkinbob.com. For all the Bumpkin content, follow us anywhere you can, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review. Five stars are good, one stars are not welcome. And this is Bumpkin Bob, and we're out.